to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Today we begin a three-week season as a church of greater focus and openness to Holy Spirit. As we have teaching, both theological, practical, as we have moments of reflection, of listening, of encounter in in our church setting, in our groups. There are sounds from heaven that I want us to home in on. I want us to hear a sound of an early morning breeze. This represents waiting. Let us hear the sound of a cascading waterfall. This represents filling. Let us hear the trumpet. Come on, I know you want to do it. Just do it to the person next to you. (laughs) Harrison, I didn't see you do that. You make enough noise at home, far out. Let us hear the trumpet call of victory. This represents freeing. Let us hear the sound of the footsteps of a faithful friend walking with us in unison. This represents forming. And let us hear the sound of harmonious activity as we, the church, goes about being transformed and being catalysts for transformation in others through our words, our worship, and our walk. This represents empowering. These are the sounds of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, an equal member of the Godhead, a unique and unified person of the Trinity, the exact same essence as God the Father and God the Son, He is God the Spirit. Every time you and I sense and encounter God's presence, like we've sensed and encountered God's presence today, God the Spirit is here. Every time we declare that Jesus is Lord, God the Spirit is empowering that confession. Every time we see a miraculous event, healing, provision, God the Spirit is at work. Every time you and I are motivated to show kindness and love and forgiveness and grace in our words, in our worship and in our walk, God the Spirit is leading us. Every time a supernatural enabling, a gift within us is activated that benefits another human being, God the Spirit is stirring that gift up. And every time we're able to get up after a failure, get up after a disappointment, after an injustice, and not be defined by that thing, but but rather continue to find our identity and worth in Jesus Christ, God the Spirit is right there in the thick of it all. The only way you and I can understand and experience the reality, the power, the beauty, the, the creation-renewing ramifications of the, the life, the death, the resurrection and ascension of Jesus in this day and age, in 2022, is through God, the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. The only way we can know the life-transforming love of God, our Father, it's through God, the Spirit. Now, to be clear, every act of God is an act of each person of the Trinity. Every time we meet with God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are present. But without God the Spirit, the the Bible is merely just a book. Without God the Spirit, the church, this community, is just a nice, happy community. 
Without God the Spirit, Christ isn't raised from the dead. Without God the Spirit, renewal and transformation, it's impossible. Without Spirit-led followers of Jesus on this planet, the church filled, formed and fueled by Holy Spirit, the kingdom renewal project that Jesus inaugurated just doesn't continue. And the scripture that Pastor Genevieve read gives us a great indication from the recorded words of Jesus of the means and the reason for Holy Spirit coming to the followers of Jesus. God the Father had promised this gift. And as we read on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, the Apostle Peter gets up and he uses the scripture from the prophet Joel to illuminate the promise of Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 17 to 18. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Holy Spirit would be sent by God the Father and God the Son. He would come. He would be poured out so that, so much so that Jesus likens this pouring out to the full immersion of water baptism. Think about it. Think about what what it's like to be fully under the water, fully come back up. Every part of the disciples would be filled and surrounded by the presence and the power of God the Spirit. In all areas of life, in in every word that we speak, in our worship, in our walk, they're to be impacted and they're to be influenced by Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit who brings wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Holy Spirit who is a compassionate counsellor. Holy Spirit, who is the very love of God. Holy Spirit, who is a fire, a fire of passion and power and creativity and beauty. Not merely accessible to the disciples, to the followers of Jesus today, like a a tool in the shed or a kitchen utensil in the drawer that we can just grab whenever we really need it. But in our very core as Pastor M likes to say, enthroned in our bones, in constant contact, in relationship with us. God the Spirit wants to be intimately involved in every area of our lives. He wants to help us. He wants to free us. He wants to pick us up. He wants to be our comfort in those really tough times as well as our inspiration when great opportunities come. So how is this to happen? How is Holy Spirit to be poured out and then the believers walk empowered by the Holy Spirit? Well, it's clear in Acts 1, Jesus said to wait. Ah, I can't think of a more frustrating word. (laughs) I can't think of a more annoying experience. Wait. Seriously. Waiting for that online shopping order to arrive. Waiting for that response from a loved one via text with the dots. You just keep seeing the dots and you don't see any words. Waiting for that slow-cooked meat to finally be ready to eat. 
waiting for that doctor's report, uh, report we've been anxiously waiting for, waiting for our exam marks to come back, waiting for that long overdue holiday to begin, for that pain to subside, for the moment our kids finally get how to stack the dishwasher right, for that answer to prayer. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear that. Wait. But why? Wait. But why? Wait. But why? Why couldn't the disciples just get on with the Great Commission? It was clear what Jesus said. It was clear what their mission was. Why couldn't they get on? Why did they have to wait? It was clear. Because of the human tendency to forget the last bit of what Jesus said at the end of the Great Commission in Matthew 28. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you. What was Jesus saying? Wasn't he about to ascend? (laughs) Yes. He was saying that, that he would be with his disciples and the followers of Jesus to come always present in their everyday lives as they forge ahead with the great kingdom renewal project through the promised Holy Spirit who would be poured out on the day of Pentecost. Even more so, I believe that Jesus was saying that without his presence, without a constant focus and leaning on his resurrection life through the Spirit, let's just forget about the Great Commission. We're to wait. But we struggle to wait, don't we? Who's good at waiting? Who has a gift to wait? There's no hands up. So what are the reasons? What are the reasons why we struggle to wait, that we want to move ahead in life without the Spirit of Christ leading the way? Well, here are a few reasons. Number one, we can underestimate the spirit of this world's influence on our thinking, on our words, on our worship and our walk. And we can ask the question, why would the stuff in the world, why would the world be actively working against me to live my best life? Doesn't just the universe want me to live my best life? Another reason is we can question why would we would be called to this kingdom endeavor when we thought becoming a Christian was just about getting to heaven. And we can ask, why does it actually matter how I live on earth? As long as I'm happy and I'm going to heaven, right? We can also overestimate our own abilities to conjure kingdom-cultivated living. And we can ask, why do I need Holy Spirit's help when I kind of already know what to do? And I kind of get it right at least 50% of the time. (laughs) Or we can undervalue our significance to God and the reality that our lives carry significance for others. And we'd ask, why would God want to fill me, want to, want to come near, want to bring freedom and then bring me in as a part of his plan. And there are so many reasons why we struggle to wait. But they're just a, that's a good start, I think. So here are some of the reasons why there is power in the wait to counter some of those reasons I just mentioned. To the reason we can underestimate the spirit of the world's influence on us. Come on. <laughs> it's clear that the world's a mess. 
Within us, we're a mess. Around us, it's a mess. We witness active rebellion against God everywhere. That's the norm. That's why Jesus came. He came to redeem and to restore and to renew what was already broken. And there is power in the wait because as Holy Spirit awakens us, aligns us and activates us, we are reversing what the world is constantly attempting to pull us into. To the reason we can question why we've been called to this kingdom endeavor when we thought becoming a Christian was just about getting to heaven. The whole reason Jesus came was to bring heaven to earth. His kingdom has come now. It is coming and it will come in its fullness at his second coming when a new unified heaven earth reality will be established for his people. But until then, there is kingdom work to be done. There is his kingdom to be advanced and there is power in the wait because that work requires His presence and power. That work will only be effective in and through us as you and I are spirit-led. To the reason we can overestimate our own abilities to conjure kingdom-cultivated living. There is power in the wait because Jesus waited. Think about his early life. How much do we know about his first 30 years? Not a great deal, do we? We don't have any recorded healings, not to say they didn't happen, but they're not recorded. No great teachings, no eye-opening challenges to the status quo at the time. The Spirit of God was obviously present in Jesus. Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, but he waited 30 years before his kingdom mission began in earnest. And then he was baptized and, and, and as he came up out of the waters, the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. Once he was led then by the Spirit into a time of temptation and then we read he went to the synagogue and he read that scroll from Isaiah and then bang, his kingdom mission began in earnest. If Jesus did not overestimate his abilities and waited for fresh empowering, I think we can wait. So the reason that we can undervalue our significance to God and and the reality that our lives carry significance for others, there is power in the wait because Jesus loves you more than you know. Be reminded again. I know how many times we may have heard that, but Jesus loves you more than you can know. And he has entrusted you and I with his plan. We are image bearers. You have amazing gifts. You are uniquely called. And every single kingdom seed that you and I sow by the Spirit, it matters. It matters in our homes. It matters in our suburbs. It matters in our workplaces. It matters in the public square. It matters on social media. And so absolutely essential to you and I being Spirit-led in this day and age is the weight to be able to position ourselves without an agenda for Holy Spirit to awaken us to his presence and help, to align us to Christ's likeness and kingdom purpose and to activate us with gifts and power to influence the world. 
And I'm not talking primarily in a retrospective manner. This is how I work sometimes. I lose my temper with my spouse or my kids. And then I'm like, Holy Spirit, I just lost my temper with my spouse and my kids. Probably usually both of them together. Can you fix that? (laughs) God, God the Spirit doesn't want to work retrospectively, he wants to work proactively, preemptively. Before a difficult conversation, you, you, you and I are going to have this week. Holy Spirit, I need wisdom. Would you help me to speak the truth in love? Not just the truth, not just love, but the truth in love. And he also wants to work in an ongoing way. During a tough day, we've all had tough days. We're going to continue to have tough days. But in the midst of that tough day, we can stop and we can wait and we can ask Holy Spirit to give us the strength to push through and be fruitful for the rest of that day. And ask Holy Spirit to help us to learn, learn and grow from the opportunities that come our way. And there's going to be many more practical examples unpacked over the next couple of weeks But for me, something really specific, renew prayer, 5 p.m. on a Sunday. This isn't a plug. Being in in that space and waiting on God has truly brought transformation for me. And so that is just a great practical step. It's what we're doing it for for you guys so that we can receive power in the wait. And so we wait. Why? So we can witness. Band, if you want to come. You see, the means by which we are Holy Spirit-led is in the wait. But the reason we are Holy Spirit-led is not for the nice feelings. It's not so we can be happy. God wants us to be happy, of course. But the the reason we're Holy Spirit-led is so that we can be witnesses. Witnesses of what? Witnesses of who? Witnesses of Jesus Christ. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, the words of Jesus. Now, here's here's my only quote for the day. It's a a long one and it is from N.T. Wright, but it's... it's, Jesus is the one who sends the Holy Spirit, His own Spirit, into the lives of His followers so that He Himself is powerfully present with them and in them, guiding them, directing them, and above all, enabling them to bear witness to Him as the world's true Lord and work to make that sovereign rule a reality. With Jesus joining heaven and earth together in His own person, the Holy Spirit, which anointed and equipped Jesus Himself for His kingdom work, comes pouring out onto His followers so that they become, as it were, an extension of that new temple. Where they are, He's talking about you, heaven and earth are joined together. Jesus is with them. His life is at work in and through them. And whether in Jerusalem or out in the wider world, they are the place, talking about you again, they are the place where the living God, the God who is reclaiming the world for His own, is alive and active and establishing His sovereign rule. We're witnesses. You're a witness. So what do we witness? Is it kind of about telling people we're a Christian and, and that we're church going and we're, we're, we're moral living people? Partly. But 
there's so much more. Our spirit-led witness is a continuation of what the Messiah has inaugurated through His death and resurrection. Everything that you and I have personally experienced as a result of what Jesus has done in and for us. Think about it. Freedom from sin, hope, forgiveness, restoration, love, purpose, relationship, healing. I could go on and on and on. This is our witness. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are witnesses. We're witnessing what we have seen and heard and encountered. And our witness is either going to bring life or death according to the words we speak, according to the focus of our worship and according to our walk, our actions. If our witness is in our own strength, according to our flesh, our efforts will bring death. But as our witness is in the power of the Holy Spirit, it will bring life. So what have we witnessed? What has God done? What's He done in you? What's He done in others that you know? What have you seen and heard and encountered of the transforming reality of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension? And so as we close my little part today, here's a list of, of, of what I've started gathering, of what I have had the immense privilege to bear witness of. And don't worry, I'm not going to cry. Maybe I will. (laughs) I'm just reading. Oh, okay, that's what I've written. Oh, okay. Can you just just read it? See it from there? I've witnessed and continue to witness guilt, shame. (sighs) First line. And low self-worth crumble. I've witnessed and continue to witness victory and freedom from sinful habits. I've witnessed and continue to witness a deep love and trust and passion for God above all other things. I've witnessed and continue to witness the presence and intimacy of the sovereign God again enthroned in my bones. I've witnessed and continue to witness selflessness, sorry, selfishness, stripped away in my marriage and a deeper intimacy grow each year. I've witnessed and continue to witness the deeply racist and fearful attitude melt away and a supernatural love for the Madhu people arise. That's the way I'd cope, making that noise. It's like a bird noise. I've witnessed and continue to witness gifts and dreams coming alive and coming to fruition. I have witnessed and continue to witness restored lives, bodies, minds, and relationships. I've witnessed and continue to witness acts of selflessness, of going the extra mile of pure kindness to humanity. And there's so much more that I could write. But why don't we take some time today when we get home or this week and wait. Wait on Holy Spirit. Write a list. Allow Holy Spirit to remind you of what you are witnesses of. And then ask Holy Spirit to empower that witness for the benefit of others. That others might see and hear and encounter Jesus Christ for themselves. Holy Spirit, come.
Help us. Help us to wait for you. Help us to not run ahead. Help us to allow you access to every part of who we are so that you can form us and shape, shape us into the likeness of Christ. And then would you empower us to be your witnesses, witnesses wherever we go of your goodness, of your greatness, of your kindness, of your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. That was part one. Part one was really good. Thanks, mate. This is part two. What does part two hold? I hear your minds asking. The application of the principle. In these few moments we have together now it's some time to wait to wait you know I've tried something recently to broaden my my prayer life I've tried to include silence. I don't enjoy it. And so my prayer life is robust and full and often loud and intentional and have lists for different days, different things I read, different things I say and Silence is a weird beast. And it's funny, even as you wait now to, to try and think about what you're processing, what's happening inside you. And, and so over, I don't know, six, 12 months, I guess, of, of trying. And so I'm talking about two minutes. Fun thing is I have this little app called Centering Prayer and read a scripture and have a it's kind of an anchoring phrase that I use just to keep bringing me back to a point of focus and, and then a gong rings and then a two minute timer goes if you've ever tried this how long does it take for your mind to wander to the next thing you want to renovate or is that (laughs) and letting yourself be aware of what's happening in yourself because we are often more reliant on ourselves and our spiritual practices than the God who empowers them And so as I've gone to a place of sight, like it's quite amazing that there is a, there's a depth in trust 
that it's, I've strangely felt go deeper. Because the thing is, when, when you're even waiting in silent prayer, and you're not, the purpose isn't to hear anything, whoo, like come back to have these, whoo, these moments that you could, I could stand here and, and tell you the, the wondrous melody I, I heard from heaven. And, and that does happen and that's not wrong. But there's a work of God, a work of the Spirit at an even deeper level as we be still and we're not achieving anything in that moment. Not even achieving anything for God or with God. That, that it's just communing, being in the stillness, letting Him love you. And letting your heart lean into his love. And so in these moments, I just, I want you to wait. Heart open. Lord, I'm leaning into you. You may even just want to open your hands you know our posture matters God God put us in physical skin humans don't float around as just these little spirits or souls or God put us in and everything works together and so there can be a profound difference to to sitting in a way and says I'm waiting on God I kind of stretch out and sit comfortably and I open my hands as a, a physical posture and there is even a resonance with Christ's positioning on the cross you know one of the great miracles of the cross was that Christ waited it out he stayed so you know when we, we cover ourselves and like you take on a defensive position or when you're offended or annoyed and you can your body does things without you even realising often and so Jesus vulnerable hanging on the cross, arms wide no self-preservation open and people are looking up at him screaming things with vitriol anger hatred coming at him and what did he do he he waited in the pain waited in the suffering he knew what was on the other side he waited didn't remove himself off that cross and just 
wipe the haters away. Clear the problem in an instant. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. may just want to repeat something like this under your breath make a decision, a declaration God I will wait Lord teach me to wait help me each day to wait upon you, Lord. Help me to repattern my life where necessary. Build in time, space. a little moment just if you want to look up good thing is if if that just annoyingly broke into your waiting time you've got your whole life to make space Sunday should just be a small moment in our connection with God across the week something special when we gather corporately man God loves it as we worship and do that together. So, so I want you to just take stock. So even in these few moments, so I've been up here about 10 minutes. What's been going through your mind, your heart? Who's like ready for the next thing? So don't put your hand up, by the way. It's, uh, it's okay. Who's like, okay, yep, yep. And so maybe you lean more towards action. So you're like, yep, that's, that's kind of my waiting done for the month. Uh, Let's, so that, that's, that's kind of one potential space. Another is, why didn't I hear God's voice? Is there something wrong with me? Should, should I have heard something? Or should I have felt something? Should it, should it be tangible? Like if I'm doing a good job as a Christian and I'm opening my heart enough, then should there be some kind of visceral response to the presence of God? Should, So was that going on in your head? Were you just, couldn't you engage? Did you maybe not engage at all? And you're like, why why do I even really, that's that's not really me. That's something for those kind of emotional people or I don't know. 
So what, what was it for you? What's happening? What's the, the spin in the mind or the... Or was it... Ah... Uh, yes... Did it feel like home? Have you cultivated that space where you can change gears and, and go from action and to then just surrender, silence? I tell you what, wherever you are at, as Pastor Ben said, you are loved more than you could know and you do not I do not earn my way into the presence of God any religious sense in us of that needs to be obliterated by the work of the cross because if we have any hope in trying to earn our way into God's favour or his presence we actually have undermined everything that Jesus came to do You could try for 10 billion years to earn your way into God's favour and none of your human efforts could add up to His perfection. That we fall so infinitely short, it's not even funny. It's like a flea trying to lift Saturn. I don't know if that makes sense and what gravity does in that, I don't know. That wasn't scripted, but... If you can see the size difference. And so here's the thing. Acts 1, Pastor Genevieve, doesn't she have a beautiful reading voice? So does my wife. There's something about English teachers. What a gift. See, just in my normal Australian reading voice, not my pretty English teacher one like the two lovely ladies there. On one occasion... While he was eating with them, I love the little... Did God need to put that in the text? While he was eating with them, seems a bit superfluous. Jesus, God, longs for connection with his creation just like a pure hearted parent loves that connection with their kids now we're broken so we love a bit of a breather as well from them but that longing heart of Jesus is eating with his crew and gives them this command do not leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my Father promised. Wait for the gift my Father promised. Wait for the gift. Every day of your life, wait for the gift. This is a macro expression. This is a, this is a, a movement like no other movement in human history as the Holy Spirit was released. This ultimate gift to be with humanity, the very presence of God to indwell those who would give their heart to Christ. That we would be filled with the power that raised Christ from the dead. That, that the Holy Spirit, the, the, 
the very nature, God Himself would be in us. Go figure that out. Wait for the gift. And so this was a, this was a moment for all the disciples to wait for the day of Pentecost as the Holy Spirit's poured out that we see in Acts 2. But this is a daily call for you and I to daily wait for the gifts that God wants to pour out into our lives. Wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to be released afresh, to make space for Him, to awaken. You see, the gifts of the Spirit that we, we see in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 and Romans and Ephesians, every single gift of the Spirit is inside the Holy Spirit, is carried, is, is the essence of the gifts are the essence of God. And so as the Holy Spirit indwells us, every single gift of the Spirit is in here in seed form. And so as we wait, as we make space, as we got, give God permission today, as I wait, as I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I'm doing is giving my attention to you, not to my phone, not to the news, not to the whatever. And this isn't a religious compulsion. This is an open-hearted, growing relationship that I never want to end. And as we go and as we just take these moments to wait and open-heartedly before God, I give you space. And it's not about getting some whoo, revelation, there's some voice from heaven. It's not about a feeling. They may or may not accompany whatever God does in these moments. It's not even knowing what happened in that very moment. Every meal you have, when you sit down at the dinner table and you have dinner, you don't feel it going through your body to nourish your cells. And whoo, my brain activity is just alive because of what a... Every breath, you don't feel the oxygen like... You know when you miss it. And so every moment with God is not designed to... Like, but He's doing stuff. Some we can't, can't understand. So much just goes beyond human knowledge. Wait for the gift. Wait for the gift. We can be so busy slogging in our ability that we have missed the gifts of the Spirit being activated anywhere near the level that God wants to. And so that one of the, the things I felt coming into this today is, is that some of us here have worked for four hours when we could have waited for a few moments, got a prophetic inclination, and we could have then solved something instantly. As you're in business and, and you've got complex decisions, that there is the option to forge ahead relentlessly with the skills that we've built and our and this is this is good. Keep building skill. Absolutely. But we can take a moment just to go, God, I invite your wisdom into my heart. Would you give me a word of knowledge for how to act in this situation, for what to say to this employee? And there are moments where we're then so we've waited and now receive the gift. Waited, received the gift. And God has challenged me on this, that, that I'm built, I lean towards action. I lean towards doing and doing things for God. And there's this something about the, the waiting in silence has just dropped. Do I, do I think I, I at times, I need to like force the hand of God. 
which when you really stop and think about it, (laughs) is like a flea trying to, whatever planet I said, Saturn. It's nice. So, hearts, hearts open just in these final few seconds. Just want to close your eyes. Come on, lean in. Lean in. Just internally, that declaration, God, I open my heart to you. I open my mind to you. Lord, I want to know you more. God, I want to know the companionship of the Spirit. Teach and remind me all things. Shine the spotlight to Jesus. Awaken the gifts inside of me. Let your truth echo louder than every lie. Great Spirit of God, I choose to wait upon you. Wait upon you. Wait upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wait for the gift the Father will give. We thank you, Father, that you give good gifts. Thank you for the infilling presence. We make room for you to do in and through us that which you desire, that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I just want to just want to let you know as well that if if you feel like you'd you'd just like someone to pray with you or pray for you or you want to come and and just make a declaration about you know I made a decision at 19 that I was going to be someone who would wait on God and it started with a a one hour prayer meeting just me and God and it was terrible it I was so striving and so over expecting and and but there was a there was a moment at 19 that the decision that I made and it took five, six years to forge what it was going to be in me that impacts me so greatly at 45. A moment about waiting on God. And so there are choices we make about who we're going to be and how we're going to connect with God that literally shape the future. That I would not be here doing what God has called me to be if I didn't simply respond to that voice of God calling me closer and so make, make that decision. And so maybe even if you've got something of that going on, so tonight at Renew Prayer, we pretty much every, every time we have 25 to 30 minutes of self-guided prayer and we've got different prayer activities and wanting to stir and strengthen things for, for not just what happens in a service, but how we live across the week and how we impact others across the week and commune with God across the week. And, and so th- there's that kind of time given inside where, 
And so in that moment, I'm going to be down the front and I'll pray with you, I'll pray for you, whatever you may like. And so if you're here tonight, I just want to let you know that that'll, that'll be here. Stand with you if you feel like that's important for you where you're at. Awesome. You guys are good. I'd encourage you to just continue to process what was happening in your mind and in your heart through that. And then what God is stirring, challenging, calling, then, then maybe have a chat with your connect group leader, with a great Christian friend, with one of our team or, or someone and keep taking steps because it's exciting. I got to stop talking and hand over, I think, to Pastor Matt. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.